This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by NatureBox. With over 100 delicious snacks, NatureBox makes it easy to find the snacks you want without questioning what's in them. Go to NatureBox.com forward slash bad Christian today and receive two bags of delicious snacks for free. That's naturebox.com forward slash bad Christian for two free bags of bold and unique snacks delivered right to you. Today's show is also sponsored by SeatGeek. Tired of getting slammed by hidden ticket fees on SeatGeek? The price you see is the price you pay. Every time, no hidden fees, no surcharges at checkout ever. Download the SeatGeek app today and start saving. SeatGeek is your ticket to amazing sports ticket deals. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Three, two, one. I am a sexy guy. It's a bad. I am a sexy guy. It's a bad. I am a sexy guy, and everybody knows it. So put your hands in the air. So sexy. So hot. So sexy. Getting laid. It's the bad Christian boy. Like everybody knows, we are we're at the beginning of the end of this podcast. (laughs) This is this is where it's like we we'll be able to look back like right Uh now and go that was that right that was it. This is like Brady Bunch uh, having their cousin Oliver join the show as like a last minute effort. Like we got to keep this Mm -hmm. show right. Right. So we're just getting more vulgar. First hundred episodes, <laughs> they were they were killing it. They coasted through the second two hundred, and that last <laughs> seven or eight hundred episodes they put out were pure crap. Like I just I just did the opening with two empty beer cans <laughs> over my <laughs> over my mouth for effect. <laughs> Dear God, join the Bad Christian Club. Join the BC Club, please. I did. I put two empty beer cans. And started talking like that. <laughs> and I repeated over and over that I'm sexy. You got to just fill air. <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to go forever, guys. This this might be one of those times where it would be helpful for the listener to understand that we do multi takes <laughs> in a day. So we're on our thir- third yes, or fourth episode for what because we have vacation coming up next week is why. So that's why Toby picked up two of his <laughs> 70, 17 beer cans to talk into. And now we're going to have to do this whole episode late at night after we've been having a couple, got all our thoughts out of the way, and Toby and Joey still, been drinking. I, but I want to clarify. Four I, I want to talk so. about this for real for one second. We we know what we're going to talk about, but right. y'all both next week are going on vacation, right? So we're trying to get all these episodes uh-huh. in. But I mean, I don't ever vacation. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think when I have vacationed in life, even before kids mm-hmm. or when I was single or anything. I'm going to throw. And it, it has been seriously like a handful of times where other people coerced me into vacationing. Like, like you guys made a conscious decision to go, I'm going to take my family to a place away from our home to do this thing called mm-hmm. vacationing, and I just don't get it. I think you need to start making memories with your kids. That's my opinion. At some point, maybe in three years from now, it How will be— How do you be... not make memories at your house? It, You're no, saying I, I don't no, make no, memories no, no, at my house? I know. There is, something, there is something about as a family going somewhere away from your natural surroundings— that's just my opinion. I, I okay. What do you remember from when you were three years old? Oh my gosh! As that's why I just said, if you would open your stupid ears up, that this time in three years, do that. So that means that June. But you're is doing five. it now. Your your youngest is three. Yeah, but my oldest is is going to be ten. I better start taking damn what vacations do you remember if I from, value What it. vacation do you remember from being ten years old? Oh my gosh, that's that was when I went to Disney World for the last time in the fifth grade. I went to Disney World. We went to the mountains all the time. Yeah, I have crazy awesome memories of that stuff. Man, with my what vacation did you do when you were ten? Okay, so now this one's interesting because what you're gonna have here is the, the thing where. Joey talks about the vacations and how he remembers them, and we know he's all about the memories and how positive it was and how much right. his dad loved him <laughs> and his mom loved him and his dad and mom I loved each other. Penis. And it's all positive and all good, and thus that's why he likes right. vacations. So now we will shift over to Toby and say, yeah, I guess I can see why that didn't happen. 
I wonder why Toby's not big on vacations. <laughs> did you have that same childhood experience that you somehow don't value, or does somehow Toby you not? Here's have what I'm saying. I remember experience. one. I remember my parents took us to Myrtle Beach one time because it was my uncle's place or whatever. And then I remember going to like Ghost Town in the Sky. Right. <laughs> I remember that. Right. And that was cool. Where your mom and dad blissfully in love showered love on you, and no, you all had a good time. My family did not okay. shower love Th- on that's you. That's the difference. Your, your family showered love difference. on you, and that's why you I, like vacation. I Matt, did your family shower love on you? I guess I don't remember you? those details, but let me make a point. How close do you feel to Matt, Devin, Dave, and those guys? Josh? You, you, you didn't you, remember Josh. Huh? You didn't remember Josh. I just said Josh. You feel very close to the go- those guys. Why? Because you did a lot of traveling with that them. That wasn't vacation. That was work. True. I'm not going to go out on a work trip with my kids. Right. This doesn't make any sense. So I do make up the middle ground here. Now, although we did take vacations when I was little, and my parents were loving and loving to me, and that all worked out well. Oh, God. It makes me sick to my stomach. (laughs) So I do have that in my history. I'm on record very much as not liking vacation. I really, really don't like it. The only reason Toby gets to not have to do vacation is because his wife doesn't like them either. Now, my wife likes it, so I have to. But I'm on record. I don't ever want to leave this country. I don't ever want to go on vacation, no matter what. Personally, I've done because I've done enough traveling and I don't care. So I'm not so selfish that I won't allow my little girl to get to go to Disney World. But that's what I'm saying. What is so much better about where you're going? Well, it is so you should live there. I ain't trying to go anywhere. It all feels vacation all feels like work to me. Why do you go visit someplace? It's not it can't either. It's better than where you live. Toby, please don't tell me that. So you should live there. If you please don't tell me it's not going to be a learning experience for my kids to go to Washington, D.C. and New York City, ride subways. They've never even seen a subway. They don't even know what a subway is. Is, is going to be a learning experience remember. for them. Yes, they, oh, my Lord. Well, to me, it feels like work. That's where I come down. It's worth doing, and I understand all that part and the diversity and understanding, and I believe travel is valuable and important for kids and even families, but no matter what, it's, it's going to be more work than the festival that sure. I did two weeks ago. Well, that I shit was ta- fun. I'll, I flew to Utah with Toby right. and, and Dave and Andy and – uh, Josh and we had a great time well, Matt, and it was your subconsciously hung out whatever my my vacation is going to be a shitload of work and cost yeah, me exactly shitload. I was just gonna but it's important and I've got to go do it so I will I was just gonna say I think you're a little bit uh being swayed by the fact that you're spending money on the latter you're making money on the former sure it's still work sure. you got to do that you got to get there you got to wait in line well, I'll tell you, you something sure that I don't want... you make sure the kids oh, happy has to make sure that I'm in charge and I know what we're gonna do. I'll, I'll tell you what I don't want to ever go to again and that's my kids award ceremonies it is just ridiculous all right so this now, morning i love going to because they <laughs> see that i love them and i'm there but yeah you're shitty no here's the thing is that's the only reason why i'm there is like this peer pressure of well if i'm not here they don't think i care because all the other parents are there and i believe that as parents we need to get together and say look let's nobody go to the award ceremony let's email the teachers and say look give them their damn awards in the classroom email what they gave send the certificate home here here's what i sat through today i sat through literally three fourth grade classes getting certificates for this kid is very inquisitive this kid's a mathematician this kid all right, so I get mathematician, I get this person's a great writer, I get this person is very kind to their students, but once they get into inquisitive, that means the teacher didn't really like the kid, they're annoying, ask too many damn questions. Right. The energetic Everybody kid, snickers and right. laughs the at, energetic yeah. kid, oh, he's the hyper one. The news reporter, he's the tattletale. Right. I mean, seriously, you just see right through what these teachers are saying with these stupid awards that they're giving. And then listen to this, listen how crazy this is. I'm sitting there. As if you didn't know what your kid right. is like, by the way. Or as if the other adults are like, actually, I have a new respect for little Stuart. Turns out, right, he's inquisitive, right, for some or, or for somebody else's kid. Like you, oh wow, Toby's kid really is that. Now that the teacher says it, right. And listen to this, man. Please, the teachers actually say, please hold your clapping until all the awards are done. So do you know how awkward it is when kids are getting awards Silent. and they're walking up to the microphone, hugging the teacher, walking away, and there's like. Two peop- two non-rule followers that are going like this. Right. And then you have the asshole dad where his girl goes up and he's like, yeah! Right. It, the whole thing is just so awkward. Listen to this. There's actually an award, best all-around kid in my class, basically saying the teacher is saying this like kid the is the best, best <laughs> better than all of your kids. The best the kid, kid award. Your kid yeah. does not measure up. I mean, the whole thing is what just did your kid win? Crazy. All right, so Gwenny got... 
baldest uh, seven-year-old. Yeah, Gwen- tallest. Gwen- <laughs> Gwen- <laughs> I seriously, I seriously, there have been awards that some of my kids got, and I was just like, you couldn't think of anything better? Like, oh, my God. kids are way better than that. But anyway, Gwenny got, like, most compassionate towards Lord. towards others and all that sort of thing, which I'm fine with that because compassion really actually does mean, like, she actually explained she's looking out for the other students and all that stuff. I think Rosa's was uh, very kind. I'm like, anybody can be kind. Right. I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot. So, anyway, I just thought I'm sitting here for an hour to watch my kid go up for 10 seconds. This can be done in the classroom. In oh, fact, yeah, listen this to this, Matt. Crazy. An act, a teacher actually called out an award. The kid wasn't there, and she said, oh, we'll just have to celebrate his in class. I was like, celebrate all of them right. in class. Well, well all at, at the very class. least, why couldn't you just go to, to their class and then just sit through just their classes? Yeah. You know, just their class awards. Yeah. Like, that would make oh, way more point. sense. Like, you don't need to do it at an auditorium with four other class, five other classes or whatever. Like, we got lucky this year. Ruby graduated kindergarten and it was actually pretty funny um because they did some cute songs and stuff like that and it was very short it was like 10 minutes they sang like three songs and they all graduated but it was you know 30 kids or something like that so i thought that was really good but yeah i agree along here's what i've been thinking about for sure it it means something they're just trying to do it's a it's it's totally useless of course but and fails to land well they have to do that because somebody would be mad if they did like a ritual i mean well think of the pressure that's on the teacher i've got to think of something unique to say about every single one of these kids that that pressure shouldn't even be put on the teachers here's my my thing give the kids their honor roll certificates Say some special things about them, but but just put them on the report card. And then as a parent, I get to be like, wow, this teacher thought such and such. That's pretty cool. And then the, th- the things that my kids are actually interested in to a higher degree, I'm actually going to those games. Right. Like I'm going to gymnastics because yeah. that's something that Rosa wants to spend more time in. Don't tell me she's kind well, to give I her think, an award for it. Well, well, the attributes are the lame. Like attributes to me are one of the lamest things anyway because they're so nondescript, they're so impersonal, and right. they just don't capture anything. Like, and people think they're so u- unique. If you ask anybody what do they value in a spouse, they're going to give you the same fucking list every time. It's going to be compassionate, sense of humor, she right. loving. Me intelligent she well that's gets me. that's that's are just all that means is synonymous with like positive things and everybody is some amount a version of those things as it means those words don't describe a person at all if i said right. imagine an intelligent funny well-rounded tenacious kind what what is that you got nothing in your head right. you have no character visualization whatsoever when i get done listing the perfect wife you still haven't gotten to any quality that's unique isn't that setting up everybody for a failure like uh, like like, of course we were kind of talking about this before but um before the podcast but like this idea of you're supposed to do something you know what i mean like wait i was honored for being kind significant like like your kindness meant something so like like seriously our kids now are walking across the stage and getting wild applause for just being themselves or whatever. So then what happens fast forward several years and they think, Oh, I'm, I need to do something else to get more applause or more praise or whatever. It just doesn't work. It goes along with the idea of this American dream thing, like where you're supposed to raise yourself up from your bootstraps and you are something Uh and you become something like you're not good at what, just being you isn't enough. Don't it? Like yeah. you become something. So like like when the church feeds into it with the whole legacy bullshit. Oh my god. The legacy thing is just like almost to me one of the worst things all ever. Right. So this is all interesting. Slow down a second. So you're saying that the American dream has been conflated with uh entitlement? Or is the I mean, I'm I'm wondering where you're coming because it's interesting. I'll even say this. It's not necessarily entitlement, but it's a real negative if you don't become something where people remember you. Like what Joey was about to say, with legacy or something like if you're not remembered and you leave your mark on this earth, yeah, then you didn't do anything. Like I like but that's only from your own point of view. No I promise you, nobody gives a shit about anybody else's yes. legacy. It's just your own. Like nobody cares right. about me. They don't. They they might think they do. I might think they do. It, yes, it doesn't you're matter. Exactly right. Like it doesn't matter. Like, it's only for my significance that I right. would need a legacy. And my, and my it's thing only for is, me. if if what you're talking about when you say legacy is loving your kids and and helping them in life to where they can do the same for their kids, okay, fine. But don't come up with a this epic word for that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just you're saying for significance though. So people finding significance in their meaning or their achievement or this notion that I have to be the best at something. Like that's the the erroneous notion is 
Well, out of all the people, there's one thing that I'm special at where I'm number right. one in the world. Well, that is not true at all. Like the thing that I'm the best at in the whole world, I'm still number 7,232 right. globally at, right? Like say it's right. podcasting. I might be better at podcasting. You get super narrow. I might be, the best thing that I might be is, a, say, a song arranger in for this certain kind of thing, whatever, as narrow as yep. you can get at the thing that Emotionless I am most uniquely best at. guitar player. Whatever it is, as narrow as you want to go to where you could identify that that is the thing that Matt is best at out of all the things that Matt does. Well, I'm still nowhere near number one or world class probably in that, even right, in that well, thing. Right, but, but my point is too. I'm just happens to be I'm better at that than I am spreadsheets, which I can't do at all. And it doesn't matter if you were number one. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Like it, like not, it doesn't it make it a difference. Matter. Here's the thing. If you are just unbelievable at something, like you are just brilliant and you make a medicine that cures a disease, okay, that is awesome, but that's just what you were going to do either way. And then the the problem with that is it alludes to, like, when we, when we ask our kids what, what do they want to be when they grow up, it really does, it's supposed to be some kind of life-changing thing, like a fireman or sure. a doctor or an actress sure. or Taylor Swift. or is that, You know what I mean? Like, like I, I mean, we, we, yeah, we asked our kids what do they want to be and one of our youngest says a mom and then a uh, fireman and Taylor Swift. Well, all this stuff. My and, son and, for the longest time wants to be a blood pressure doctor because he <laughs> just likes taking people's blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's the outlier. Then. But I just I think that it's always you don't ever ask a kid. Do they want to be uh, work at a salon? Or, you know what I mean? Like, you, hey, do you want to, you know, right. I mean, all those things. And so it builds up this fake well, yeah, pressure. Well, yeah, we coach in the, the right, significance right. It builds up this fake them, pressure yeah. of you have to do something of significance as if the other things aren't significant. Like working at a warehouse or being a plumber or an electrician or something like that. Like those things aren't of significance and aren't legacy don't have a legacy or something like that, unless it makes a lot of money or it, you know, you, you become famous with it or something like that. And I just hate that because I was recently talking to a friend of ours and I just thought he's done so much and he's so smart and so awesome. And yet he feels unaccomplished because there hasn't been, he, he doesn't know, maybe he doesn't feel like people will, it'll be remembered. Dude, I've got bad news for you too, man. I, what well, is like, what kind of stuff is he, is he like uh, successful or unsuccessful? To his eyes, he would think of himself as unsuccessful because he's not wealthy, hasn't, you know, done several things. But, uh, you know, as far as, as far as accomplishments, like, like I said, left a legacy or has built a business or done anything crazy. But in my eyes, I go, man, this guy's super smart. He knows so much about everything. And, and is he really struggling yeah. existentially yeah, with the I, whole I, meaning of it? And he doesn't think, does he not even acknowledge right, that, that yeah, stuff yeah. or what? Where, where, like, where does he feel emotionally? Right. He thinks, he actually, I think right now is struggling with the idea of his life has been a waste. And he made all bad decisions. Like Which he, is he, insane thinking about this. Right, guy. right. I mean, this guy is so smart and so helpful and so friendly. And everybody that knows him goes, man, that guy will always help you and is always awesome. And he's tried a bunch of different things. Like he started in college doing uh, science or something like that. And then it, out of nowhere, just like, nope, I want to do music. And so he changed his major to music. And then he didn't become successful in a sense of hit records or whatever in music. And then he changed that. And uh, then he went just to work at a regular job. And then he quit that job and became a day trader for a year. And then he uh, that, that didn't work out. And I, was, and I was just going, wait, you've tried all these things. You know how many people like, my own father, who was so scared to try anything, just didn't and always just did the same thing. Like, there is a legacy of just trying, right? right. Like, but we don't, like, it's funny. In, in elementary school, they honor you for trying, but in real life, they don't. It's shitty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you try something and you don't get the A or the, the success, you're nothing. But in, in elementary school, they tell yeah. you, hey, you tried, yay, and everybody gets mad at that. But in real life, if you try something and fail, like, if you start your own business and it fails, that's considered failure, not it's all right. Yeah, you right. actually tried and you learned. Well, here's here's the did. unfortunate thing. The, unfortunate well, look, the most easiest way to focus on it is the other people don't care. Right. Eat, and that's to me, that's freeing. Nobody gives a shit about you. It doesn't. And that's a good well, thing. You are the only one that cares about well, here's you. Here's the unfortunate that's thing, that's Matt, fine. is that when like a lot of Sunday morning sermons, seriously, the the well, the final point is do you want to have relevance in your life don't you want god to do great things in your life basically making everybody feel like holy shit i'm screwing up because i can't point to anything big right 
The and, church and that's the you, message that the church is the giving. The church is telling you you haven't stepped into your well, destiny. Oh my god! They're like, what the hell are you talking about? Of course, that's going to fill the seats when you start talking. You're going right. to overcome this, and isn't then that you, a lie? Isn't that destiny. a scam? Look at me. I mean, like it's not uh, telling people it's, that it's, it's okay to be a receptionist. But I don't think it's a overt it's, it's scam. It's okay but to be a receptionist, like and there's legacy and good well, and all that stuff. It's different spin. Well, it's different spin. The church might spin it to say your impact is with the gospel, and though, though you may be a receptionist, you have a destiny to fulfill in Christ. But even still, that gets dumbed down to, I know you're struggling lately, and here's five words of encouragement that will oh, get you God. here or whatever. So there's definitely that aspect to the whole thing. But really, it's uh, it. somebody said this the other day, and I love it. They said, uh, <laughs> life is harder than then you die. I loved it. I was like, yes. Who said that, that Matt? way better. Somebody, I was somebody at a church thing I was at, and they were just, they had a hard story. It was like somebody giving a testimony, and then they had a really good attitude and were laughing about bad stuff in their life, which I really liked. And he's like, look, from my point of view, you know, life is harder than yeah. you die. And so we say that's what he tells his kids. I was like, hell oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I do. I think that's great. I mean, don't you don't need anything or deserve anything or expect anything. You just do. Well, here's, it's fine. Here, and it's not bad. I mean, you, there'll be plenty of stuff to enjoy. But I think it's part of the, you know, I, I mean, don't you think, I mean, you know, people always are talking about the entitled new millennial generation or whatever, but that's the participation right. trophies and the awards. And maybe, like you said before, the American dream of, well, you have to have your house and your mansion. But that was a capitalistic, like, thing that people thought they could achieve and now we've almost gotten to the point where it's not achieved it's entitled and that's freaky if you take the american dream of if i work harder than everybody else i can get a mansion or whatever it is to well i'm born and i'm me and i'm the most kind in my whole class so i should get a mansion in a business that i own right <laughs> that's that's the really dangerous well also you know, it sets you up for what happens when you're not kind then you go oh god you know what i mean like <laughs> When, then you start having guilt issues and stuff like that where you're like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I, I won an award when I was like eight for being kind, but I'm not kind anymore. Maybe I, or now am I happened, kind? Yeah. Or, and then you're caught up in this whole thing of I'm not what everybody thinks I was or, or whatever it might be. Those little things, just like you were talking about vacation, Joey. You were talking about memories and stuff like that. That same thing is said inside of you. Those memories are set there too where you go, oh, well, maybe you're not that great. Maybe you're, I mean, I was, I, I, I'll tell you, well, we understand this, the though. counter argument. If you tell your, and, and people say, well, you did make it as a singer or whatever. When I was little, everybody told me my voice was so great. And I always got the solos in elementary school and in middle school and in high school to where the time, by the time I graduated high school, I thought I was, I literally thought, and this sounds it's like the stupidest thing in the world now. I was one of the best singers in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought that I was like, yeah, I can sing as good as anybody. I'm as good of a singer as anybody. I'm in the top 10 in the world, maybe. I can sing, I'll, I'll, you know, you want me to sing opera? I'll sing it. You want me to do shows? I'll do shows. I'll, I'll, anything. I'll, I can sing, I'll do anything. And, right. That's right, because you thought the thing that Toby's best at right. is singing, and therefore, if you're better than other people, right. you, I mean, it's your thing, so it's not unreasonable right. out of all the things in the world that you'd be number right. one Everybody told me that. Everybody thinks i got to exactly. be number one at something. And so then, not. So, number one so what county. ended up happening, though, to me, was I stopped learning. I didn't, I didn't get better because I was already the best. Yeah. So then it, it I, 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 well, I would argue that helps you though, to have that confidence. It, it, throughout you know, your I, I, I agree with you. There is something sure. about the it confidence, but that, it, that is not the same. A little the, the confidence I had was a full confidence because it was built upon. I'm already, I'm already there. So why do I need to listen to other people yep. or listen to other music or get ideas or whatever it might be? And so then later, as I get older, I go, wait a minute. Is this true? Because I mean, other people are really good singers, and mm -hmm. wow, there's a bunch of people, and I can't do that, and I I don't even have the knowledge that these people do. Much less, I mean, they have the skill plus the knowledge, and they can play ten instruments, and they can do this, and all that. And I go, and then uh -huh. so, so you're right. un unfortunately confronted with the exactly. fact is that at when, some point. Is that when you change your major yeah. to education? Yeah, change it to education. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously. There was a, a a raw deal I got where I was like, oh, I'm, I'm people have told me this, so that's what I am, and then I stopped learning. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what? Well, let's name the terms a little bit more clearly. So, what would be good is encouragement based in reality, right? To go farther, this is one of the thing I use in parenting is you don't want to reward uh, attributes, which I reject attributes almost entirely. Anyway, like I said before, you want to reward effort, yeah, and encourage effort. 
and something that's already there and going in a direction. You don't tell, like for instance, telling your kid how smart they are is not necessarily that that good, right? Because then they feel like they're supposed to be the smart one. Then they even feel more stupid when they don't know, and they didn't do anything to acquire the smartness other than their parents reflexively saying, right. "You are smart. I command you, smart," because I want to be. Able, they know that you want to to take pride in the fact that they have a smart kid, and then they don't maybe or maybe don't measure up. So if you reward their effort in something like, wow, you're learning a lot or whatever, that's a lot better. And then to the counter, though, we certainly know that identity uh, has real bad effects. If you pronounce to your kid, you're shitty, you'll never amount to anything. You're a dirty girl, whatever that stuff is. If you pronounce those things, they're certainly negative. So, But on the other extreme, just announcing how kind they are does, doesn't seem to Well, uh, also, it doesn't teach them anything about kindness. That. It's just something like, like when you were saying Rosa. Right. Like Rosa just goes, oh, I'm kind. Oh, that, that that's what I am, right? It doesn't right. teach her about being kind in hard situations or all this stuff. Like, she was doing something naturally, and then when you uh, make it bigger than it actually is, then in, in a lot of situations, it could teach her that, oh, that's what I am. And when I don't feel this way, maybe, oh, wait a minute, maybe I'm, maybe that was all a lie or it's false. Or, she, or she's yeah. strangely kind when she shouldn't be. Or, or, so, what, you know what, or I mean? what if some of the her adult, kindnesses do more to her? It's a defense mechanism a little yeah. bit because she's not kind at home right, a lot. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, plus the, an, an adult with authority that is telling you a certain thing and that you respect. So, again, be careful. You're using your authority to say something that feels binding to that, you know, younger individual I, doesn't get it. They just think, well, coach so-and-so, who I respect, says that I am I even think this, this. maybe some so, of this stuff played into where you're at now mentally. Don't you think? Like, don't you think that, I mean, you probably Dude, were, when you talk about Joey mentally, I'm not going to argue against anything. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you were probably considered <laughs> smart kid, nice, funny, all this stuff. And then maybe there was some pressure there to live up to that stuff. I'm sure you got really strong. And that got a better exploration is the kind one. Didn't you get thoughtful, compassionate, and kind? Weren't you labeled that way probably by your parents and stuff? Sure. I mean, outgoing, right. never knew and, a but, but I'm saying, and thus, out, outgoing, you feel, and then when you... Not even want, realizing I was an introvert. Right, right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I guarantee you no, got I know, but then when funny, and then when you didn't want to be that way, you felt almost guilty for like, well, shit, I'm supposed to be right. outgoing and funny. Why am I I'm not supposed to be? Exactly. Right on. Yeah, and, and, and especially if somebody tells you how kind you are and you're considerate and you're the one that cares about others, trying to encourage that... And you, then you have that guilt for the rest of your life. I don't give a right. shit about this person, or I don't even. I'm being fake right now with this social mm. interchange, but I'm supposed to be kind. Oh, uh, then you feel guilt, yeah. man. Man, I tell you what, America, guys, not my country. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, kidding. Boy. I love America. Hey, hey, re- real quick, is there ever a time when you're hanging out with your buddies and stuff, and you're just like, hey, you guys want to watch Saving Private Ryan, or hey, you guys want to watch Passion of Christ? Can you ever do no. that in like a like a no. chat? Because I was seriously thinking last night, small group. Uh, since it was no two nights ago, since it was the night before Memorial Day, so yeah. this re- this is recorded a little bit later. I was thinking, what's something fun we can do to celebrate Memorial Day? And I was like, maybe we can watch cel- uh, Saint Pat Ryan. But there's no way you can take that sort of happy atmosphere and then sit down and watch right. people getting blown up. <laughs> yeah, that was a great point. That was a good segue. Let's, uh... And very timely that Memorial Day was several weeks ago. Yeah, I appreciate we take it, though. <laughs> I need I'd a appreciate break. The Can we take a break? <laughs> yeah, let's I'm take a break. I'm dead now. All right, everybody. Um, the guys are all on vacation, and uh, I'm here doing these ads by myself, so I'm just going to keep it real. Um, y'all know I do the keto diet, but we're kind of in the process of moving right now, and my diet is out the window. And to be honest, I feel like I've made a few mistakes. And then lo and behold, and when I say mistakes, just eating poorly, not having the right food in the refrigerator because we're trying to move and keep the stuff empty and use all that we have. And uh, I just hadn't made great decisions. So with that being said, today, a lifesaver came in the mail. And when I say lifesaver, I don't mean the candy. I mean, nature box. We got few bags, several bags of uh, Nature Box, and it is just awesome because they are healthy snacks. They are a better way to eat and to snack, and I just love this company. It's so awesome. You get to go online. They have over 100 snacks, and you can just pick exactly what you want, and it is awesome. Like Seriously, they have 100, over 100 ridiculously delicious snacks that are made with better-for-you ingredients. That's right, better for you, not worse for you, better for you. Simply choose what snacks you want, and they're delivered right to your door. That's what I think is awesome. This week, I let my wife decide what we were going to get, and so I'm sitting here right now. Y'all can hear my hear my bags, and I pick, just grabbed two real quick. We have crispy coconut squares and dried white peaches. And I'm just going to, you know what? I've never done this before, but I love Nature Box so much, I just want you to be able to tell 
Oh my God, these things are so good. I love <laughs> this is really good. Uh, Nature Box is constantly adding new and interesting snacks for you to discover every month. And plus, they believe you shouldn't eat something that you don't like. So if you try this snack, any snack, any they offer, and you don't like it, Nature Box will replace it in your next box for free. You can't do that with your other snacks. When you go to that grocery and you're just trying to find the stuff that you know how tough it is. So go to Nature. I'm still eating this thing. God, it's so good. Crispy coconut squares. I'm going to recommend those to you. Go to naturebox.com forward slash bad Christian right now to get two bags of delicious snacks without any of the junk for free. That's naturebox.com forward slash bad Christian for two free bags of bold and unique snacks delivered right to you. Naturebox.com forward slash bad Christian to get two bags of free snacks. Can I say that again? You're helping this podcast. You're getting great snacks. What can be wrong with free? Nothing. Go there now. Naturebox.com forward slash bad Christian. All right. I have played so many rock shows in my life that it is hard to pull me out of my living room and go to a show. And if you're going to tell me that there's all these fees and crazy hard websites that make it harder and it more expensive to get tickets to these shows, then just forget it. So that is where our new sponsor SeatGeek comes in. And, and we just really do like them. Have you ever been frustrated like me trying to buy tickets online? Most sites make it complicated and then they try to sneak in huge fees at checkout. That's why you need to try SeatGeek, guys. They've made it easier than ever to buy and sell sports and concert tickets. Now, this is where I come in. Like I said, I don't like all the hassle of trying to go to a show, but SeatGeek makes it so easy. It's the first place that I go now to look for tickets or for game or concerts. Um, I have a SeatGeek app on my phone, and I just used it the other day to look at tickets um, for I was trying to check out some Green Bay Packer games and also a little Death Cab for Cutie show that's happening here soon uh, in Charleston. So SeatGeek pulls all the tickets available on the other sites into one place so you save time and never miss a deal. That's right. Even better, every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. So you can immediately find underpriced seats. And before you buy, you can use SeatGeek's detailed maps to see the view from your seat. Best of all, everybody, SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price. Unlike StubHub, SeatGeek shows you the full ticket price from start to finish and never surprises you with huge fees at checkout. Thank you, Lord. I get so tired of that with the other places. My listeners and our listeners, my listeners, I'm doing all these ads. So my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Okay. So here, check it out. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the free SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter promo code BADCHRISTIAN and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the free SeatGeek app. And enter promo code Bad Christian today. Promo code Bad Christian today. Thank you guys. What an awesome app to get. Start getting those shows. Hey, buy me a ticket. Let's go together. And we're back. <laughs> Matt, listen to what Toby did this Sunday. Did have you ever realized that when you have the microphone in front of you, like between worship sets and stuff, yeah. you just start saying stuff? And I know that Toby Morrell would never say this sort of stuff, okay. but you just get going. Like you actually told everyone something along the lines of, I know people were feeling bad when they got up, but you said, but by the power of God, you are here today. <laughs> you said that this Sunday. That's good. Wow. God. That's not bad. It's true. The power of God compels you. <laughs> it just sounded so untoby like. One time at Mars Hill, I did I did say, Welcome. I, I don't I got so excited. It was like my first this is my second time on stage. And I first time I didn't talk like in between songs or welcome anybody. And the second time I welcomed her, I was like, Welcome to the house of the Lord. <laughs> 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 Toby's go to everybody made fun. Toby's go to is Lord, you are worthy. I love that's, saying that. I think he is. Oh, I do too. I don't. I don't know what to say in between songs. <laughs> hey, why in the hell do you guys keep saying that Devin is not in the band? He's not. He. What is? I guess he. What is, is. he? No, not he sometimes, do? sometimes. What sometimes. does he not do that you guys do? Sometimes he is. Is officially in the band. Sometimes we just played a festival last week. He's asked why can't you just make him an official party? He helps write the music. Sometimes in the band, but sometimes he's not. Sometimes he's there. Sometimes he's (laughs) not. Sometimes one of y'all's not there because of a pregnancy or something. That's not true. I don't know if I've ever missed a show. 
Really? Yeah, I have missed a show. Can we move on with the news? Would that be okay? I'm trying to stall the news. Why? Hey, what's You know what? You haven't been angry at the news in quite a while. What is it incorrectly? Can I ask you why? Huh? Why haven't you been angry on. at the news in quite a while? The Holy Spirit. Why, what is an incorrectly used meme? <laughs> like, people say Lord, that shit all the time. They're gosh. just like, well, that's kind of funny, but incorrect use of a meme. I don't even know what a correct I use of I have never heard anybody say that. It's all over the place. No. People, there's meme Nazis now. I love memes. I'm a meme. Matt, memer. do you know what a correct way of doing a meme? Well, I would just assume that it has to be relevant. The magazine relevant? Like- no, you I'm think just saying there's funny. people that say uh, it is funny. It's just not the correct way of doing a meme. I mean, if you if you misunderstood the point of it and misapplied it to something, I would think that was the incorrect usage. Joey, what is the definition of a meme? Like meme, definition, tell us. It's kind of like a plural. Yeah, a plural. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, kick the music. In a world where your news broadcasting friend is starting to feel a little bit lighter in his heart because he's seeing that his best friend in the whole world has a little less animosity towards his calling. This is Joey Svensson subbing in for Tobin Morrell. No, it's the damn news. And I brought a news story. Is it about how memes are plural? <laughs> <laughs> you have a news story? Yeah, I have a news story. All right, Joey. Let's hear it. It's going to be so boring. Oklahoma so ter- City Thunder blew this- it. This is years ago. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that was that sweet. happened months ago. Clemson barely misses in national champ. Wide right. <laughs> Buffalo falls. 85 Bears dominate. <laughs> All right. I have an uplifting first story. Do you know the Challenger exploded? First story. The Challenger exploded. Listen to this, Matt. You're into science and everything. I just found Matt, out you're into I, science. I like to look up, like I, I'm really enticed by tragic documentaries. Oh, you love tragedy. I do. You love it. There's something about it. I know. Like, like if it's already happened, I don't want to hear about new. You tragedies. enjoy the misfortune of others. I go. I like to go back in time yeah. because it's epic. In the past. Like, that's a big thing that happened. So anyway, I. Watched the Challenger explode a couple times on YouTube before going to church. Oh, that's good. That's and a good way to start. I read. I read. A nice little Sunday. Pump I don't know when yep. this research came out, but I read. I'm gonna guess around. Rick Warren does. This I time read that, that those. Nope. I read that they discovered that those people died on impact with the water. So basically, I always thought the people in the Challenger they burnt because the whole thing. But they actually died on impact in the water. So they were just like, we're like, basically, they knew they were going to die. Right. But there's nothing they can do. They died on impact. That's sad, man. And they That's fell sad. all the way down. Yeah. yeah and, so, and, I mean, you know, they died. They, yep. They shouldn't have flown. They shouldn't have flown that Challenger. Pete, the experts that designed the shuttle, they said, look, it's too cold. There's, there's not enough temp, there's not enough not warm enough temperature, temperature for the, there to be. <laughs> it, it was too I'm cold. Serious. I'm serious. I the, believe you're the, serious. The cold made the parts rigid. Oh my gosh! It there was a oh it was one of the pla- yes, it, one of the you. rubber o ring the seal the seal somewhere and it was just it was it was it was figured out and discovered by physicist Richard Feynman who is the one Matt, who was able that's to what I was for it out. So he just came out of nerd alert. He just came out of UCLA or wherever he was. And came in to help him investigate to figure it out. And he's like the one that figured it out. Richard part of Feinstein the discovered that. Feinstein. His, actually, his name was Feinstein. What I think is so crazy is it seems like the Challenger was a way bigger deal than the Columbus. Yeah, but what about the um, what about the Nino or the Penta? All right. Well, that's today's news. Nope, it's not. First news is going to excite y'all. <laughs> it's about insects. Incest? Yeah, insects. Insects and incest? Oh, gosh, if you could have paused it in in the moment after he said it was going to excite you, and it's about insects, every human could have predicted Joey was about yeah. to say the word <laughs> incest? Question mark. If you would, if anybody would have paused it there, you could have. If Matt, everybody like would have known me. you were going to do that. I like that. I mean, I found it predictably. Why wasn't uh, the Challenger like, uh, as big of a deal as the Columbia? Feel I, no, the, the Challenger was way bigger of a deal. Yeah, but the Columbia. No, I mean the Apollo. I'm sorry. Which one but, exploded in 2004? Uh, Columbus or Apollo? No, it's Columbus. Apollo Creed. It was the... <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Hiker. This comes from Yahoo News. 
Hiker was killed by blank, blank, blank while he was visiting an area to meet his father for the first time. He was what? He was killed by what? You said it was about insects, right? So we get to use that. So African killer bees. Okay. What do you say? I'm going to say he was killed by mutated locusts. Joey's right. It was mutated locusts. Three blanks there. That's but you said blank, blank, blank. Mutated locusts. <laughs> okay. Hiker, who was killed by 1,000 bee stings. Good Lord. Oh, I was so close. I don't close. know why I had to go African, though. That feels like, yeah, but it feels a little messed up. Well, because I was trying to get three blanks. So I said African killer bees. I was kind of racist. The African bees are more dangerous. Feels a little racist. It's not racist. They're well, from Africa, and bees. that's the name of their so species. Africa and then they move to a... Mexico, and then they cross the border, and they're climbing up. They're called... Yeah, oh, Africa's terrible. The bees they're in awful. Africa they're are killer. just a little more ruthless. No, they're just killers over there. It's messed up, dude. Shit, man. In fact, I think they're called Africanized. Oh, my God. Delete that. With the ones Somebody delete America that. Up here. I mean, we I have a career right. here. Good Lord. Jesus in heaven. God, we can come to you today. <laughs> God, we come to you today. I want to start just praying. Like, like something shocks you when somebody says it, but it wasn't really shocking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we went to talk. Jesus, God in heaven. Lord, we come to you, Father. <laughs> no. You just use it for filler in a podcast or in your car ride with your wife like you do. He is worthy. Just one of silence. Yeah. Hey, Toby and I were at a funeral a while back, and a cell phone went off, and the lady said loudly, like, to where everybody could hear her, Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I want to do that. My phone. It, that's awesome. Like, if, you're not, if your phone goes off and you were supposed to put it on silent, you just go, Heavenly Father. God, you are worthy of praise. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. God. He rose. <laughs> he rose in time with your right. in time with your ringtone. Just make pattern. sure your ringtone is a yeah. hymn. And then you can just go. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is the damn. A news Louisiana man who was you. killed Thursday by some 1,000 bee stings. They were Africanized. Was in <laughs> was in Arizona to meet his father for the first time. Alex Bessler. 23, was on a hike, uh, let's see, with his stepsister in Mesa when the two were swarmed by angry bees while his sibling was able to run to, the, to a bathroom and take cover. Bessler wasn't so lucky, and it all unfolded while Bessler was in the area to meet his dad for the first time. According to the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office, another hiker and park employee tried to help Bessler, who they discovered on the ground and covered in bees, tried to approach him but to stay back because they were uh, the aggressiveness of the insects with the assistance of two rural, rural metro firefighters maricopa county sheriff sergeant romer was able to load alex onto a utility utility vehicle and remove him from the scene still covered with bees and the swarm and the swarm pursued i commented sergeant romer for i commend sergeant romer for risking his life and trying to save the victim the, these attacks are becoming more frequent and I urge the public to be aware of their surroundings when out in these areas. This stuck out to me because I remember, gosh, I want to say it's been 10, 15, 20 years ago. They said that killer bees were coming like from South America or Mexico or something, and they were going to kill us right. all. And it was going to be terrible. And that really never happened. But now, when was is that? it true? I, I think it was at least 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Eight, yeah, they yeah. were talking about in the it, 80s a lot with the, the bees. bees they're out. killer they bees, the and they'll kill you. And so... I don't, is that the case? What, I don't understand. I mean, was this, is this just a wrong place, wrong time kind of thing? It's not, or is it epidemic that bees are going to start killing people in Arizona? <sighs> That's interesting. And now that y'all mentioned that, I do remember those maps for sure. And no, I don't think we're, I mean, if, if bees were going to kill populations, then most Africans would be dead by now. Whoa, check this out, Joey. Authorities called the attack unprovoked. It was not immediately clear whether the bees were the more aggressive Africanized variety (laughs) or native honeybees. Matt, redemption, my friend. What? What are you talking about? Of course, I know what here I'm talking about. Here, I thought about. you were a racist. That's what the story was about, and I guess that I here, I, I thought you were a total racist, right. and you've been totally redeemed. I know. Africanized honeybeans. Mm-hmm. Honeybeans. <laughs> Honeybees known colloquially oh gosh. <laughs> as killer bees are a hybrid of the West. Colloquial? Hun- yeah. Are a hybrid coll- of colloquial. the... <laughs> I'm a dumbass. Are a hybrid of the Western honeybee species. 
produced originally by crossbreeding the African honeybee with various European honeybees, such as the Italian right. bee. Exactly. Yeah, but so are we all said at the beginning of the point. story? Are we no, dead? No, are we not. dead? No, just like we're not dead because of ants. Do you realize that that do you realize that insects could take over the world if they were smart? But they're not smart, so they're not going to take over the world. We don't have to worry about it. I don't know if they could take over the yes, world. Yes, they could. Couldn't they you could just kill? stay inside. No, they could. <laughs> ants can't get inside your house. No, but roaches no. <laughs> can't get inside your house. If every single roach by the million, million. every single point, roach if you could, could get if you could put to the morel house y'all could be dead tonight and be like well shit the roaches took over can a roach actually eat you though i never have heard that before but joey has a point if each if you had a machine that you could literally program every insect to do exactly what you wanted it to with a computer code or something then that there wouldn't be really anything that you could do about y'all see my foot in any individual case i don't know if they would win the war with humanity but they would certainly be able to kill you just individual people made one whap noise they'd all run it doesn't matter how smart they are they're scared how many how many species of insects do y'all think exist species take take a guess it's a good question Uh, but it's a lot oh you have the number 7.9 trillion matt no it's not that many but there's probably of species of insect is got to be a i'm gonna say a six or seven digit number nine hundred and fifty thousand. Species. I was so close. There's, that's right. So I, I, there you go. I was right there. That's right between. That's at the I upper was right limit there. of a six-digit number. <laughs> so I should have just said one million. I All right, that's the damn it. news. Very good. All right, the damn news was brought to you by. Can, are they? Can you give them all insect roaches, locusts, right. grasshoppers, crickets, ladybugs, beetles? Huh? Beetles? Yeah, it depends on what kind of beetles. Some beetles dung. have beetle dungs. No dung beetle. Yeah, we have. There's Moths. a lot of unsupported beetles. Well, June bug. June bug. Yep, there is a June bug on here. They don't have any names on there because they don't really experience pain. Okay. Do y'all think that there is any validity to it being wrong to kill an insect? Like they're God's creation. They're living. There's a uh, insect protein powder now, and people are pretty cool with it. I don't think. I mean, there for idea. sure are people that say don't harm anything living like that. But I mean, they still harm uh, plants, and there's. I've read a news story about it that there's signs that plants feel some something when they are being eaten or killed, murdered. So I don't I I mean no matter what, Joey, you said this the you said that in your sermon when you preached that anything that you've eaten has been alive. Didn't you say that? Yeah, I was just kind of joking around. You, absolutely, right, absolutely. So Life. I, Listen if to that's this. the case, it doesn't matter. Period. Listen to this. Well, we there's two hundred million in- insects for each human being on the planet. So there is roughly, numerically, not species, but actual insects, there's estimated to be 10 quintillion That's what I said. I said that exact number. That was Toby's guess. Exact guess. He guessed it. All right. So so wait, let me just just make my point. Joey was covering insects attack Toby Morrell. You're dead. Another 200 million attack me. I'm dead. So insects could take over the world. I agree with Joey. That's an interesting for, way of thinking. They I think couldn't right. do that That's because they're not place. smart enough. So I just never... my original point was if you're smart enough. Yeah, but That's if they the were smart enough, if they then were their body they wouldn't be their insects, and they would be humans. <laughs> so 200 million humans can kill me, not insects. <laughs> all right, but all right, we got to wrap this up. Oh, but I want to go back to the point, oh, and I'll do this real quick on air. You just said that in that sermon, Joey covered. Such things, it seems to be as biology and how the life works or whatever, lending credence to, I mean, if he had time to cover that, did you go back and look at it on the one y'all argued about on how long Joey preached? Did you go back and get the numbers on that? Yeah, I did. Because I think people would like to know. What was the claim that you made in the first place of how long Joey preached? Right. And it was a nasty little argument that I didn't enjoy, but let's get it all the way cleared out here. Did the, did you get confirmation on how long it was, and is it uncontested between uh, yes. the two of you now? Joey was right. right. It was. Now, I am the person that's supposed to edit the file, so I was looking at the file time, which, which was uh-huh. uh, 68, almost 69 minutes, right? So I was thinking, oh, yeah, so I might have been exaggerating. But how long was the, 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 the sermon itself? I think it was 54 minutes. Okay. Which, which for the record, I could still like be disciplined for. That's way too long. <laughs> and, and I'm glad Toby added to okay, it that well, it was I, including an interview. But Matt, I was very transparent with you. I was like, you guys asked me, why did you have to challenge? Why did you have to push back? I was embarrassed. 
I was embarrassed for sure because I was like, there's no way it was 72 minutes. Right. I understand that. But I understood that he was making the point that you preached a long sermon and then making moving on from there. And in 54 minutes, you would at yes. least agree counts as a super long sermon. And then I was That's frustrated that you wanted to slow down where he was going and all that stuff. And I would point out upon re-listening, and just, just, just to be fair, upon re-listening to that episode, there's a part at the beginning when you claimed that there were, you had a $5,000 <laughs> word, word processor that your parents talked about. And you said you hit return 10,000 times to type a girl's name down right. into the bottom of. Now, surely. No, we checked. He actually did that. Right. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> so, 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 so it's okay to let the exaggeration go for effects. Yeah, but bit. even Toby's if you round exaggeration up, bit, embarrassed okay. me. So, you, so it embarrassed 20%. I know, but it was only probably a 20% roundup and an estimate. He wasn't even knowingly Me too. lying that 72 when he knew it was 54. He was simply making his best guess and possibly and I was talking exactly about right. a good story. I, I wasn't purposely trying to make something bigger than it was. I I don't know how much my parents paid for the word processor. But you guessed $5,000. <laughs> it would have hurt. It, it would have hurt the story and the point that you were trying to make. Had we stopped and looked, yeah, but you're doing about the same thing 19, right now. You know, 89 computer prices. Right this is worthless. Oh okay. God. Got it. All right. I'm just wanted to clarify. I was curious how that did turn out with the sermon numbers now that you brought up his sermon that also included how life feeds on life during. I would like to know how that fell into the. You want to know? Not really. Basically, <laughs> it was just how I introduced somebody up on stage. The guy that I interviewed, I basically said that one thing you have to know about Joel is if. If something was ever alive, he'll figure out a way of eating it. So I think Toby got it a little twisted. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. What? There's ever 2 million bugs that try to attack me. 250 million. There's ever 250 million bugs that try to attack me. You know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell them about Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to tell them about the Lord. Joey, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I just These stats are blowing my mind. 300 pounds of insects per pound of humans. Good Lord. That's crazy. Are you alive? So however, Wait, eat you alive. So, so that means you're that a 300, for me, you're a 300 pound man. <laughs> no, that means that there are seven trillion bugs that will attack you <laughs> <laughs> if it would go by pound worse for Joey. <laughs> You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.